Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Oh, wow. Today we're carrying on with our series on um, connection. Wasn't Sally brilliant last week? I watched live. I was there, 4.30 in the morning, I was there, live, saying, go girl. <laughs> and uh, really, really good. So we're going to carry on today with connection, and we're going to just go into um, just a little bit further, really, of where we've been. We're talking about connection with people, connection with God, the power, the power of our partnership. And um, today I want to talk about friendship, partnership, and influence. That's what I want to talk about. Friendship, partnership, and influence. So we're just going to go straight in because I've got something that I believe can be uh, really impacting for people's lives today. And it's very practical. It's sort of information. It's not as sort of, uh, let's just get into it. 1 Chronicles chapter 12, 16 to 23. Then some of the sons of Benjamin and uh, Judah came to David at the stronghold where David was. Okay. And he goes out to see them and he answered and says to them, if you've come in peace to help me, my heart will be united with you. Everybody say united. United. Okay. United with you. But if you've come to betray me to my enemies, since there's no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look and bring judgment. Then the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we're talking today about the Holy Spirit. This may seem a little bit of an unusual way that the Holy Spirit has come upon a person here. We think about the Holy Spirit. He comes upon people to heal them or to anoint them for ministry or to set them free or to, or to transform them in some way. But look why the Holy Spirit came upon this man's life who was the chief of the captains. He said, we are yours, David. The Holy Spirit came upon a man for him to give himself to somebody else. We're yours, David. We're on your side, son of Jesse. Shalom to you and to your helpers, for your God helps you. So David received them and he made them captains in the troop. The Holy Spirit came upon this guy for him to give himself. Can I say, use the word entrust himself? Open up, trust, submit, yield. Whatever words you want to use there. I think if something's going to be a strength of relationship, how many of you know it needs the Holy Ghost? Needs the Holy Spirit. See, relationships are not just casual. They are vitally important to our lives. They operate on so many different levels. But when we talk about this level, this was a chief of the captains who brought his team with him in order to link himself with a vision. It says a bit further down, they came to David every day to help him until it was like the great army of God on earth. Amazing, amazing thing happened in this stronghold. Your life is a stronghold. Don't let the walls down for anybody. I'm not talking about the barriers that we learned about last week. 
but your life is a stronghold. Don't let the enemy in. Don't let words in that are going to destroy your life. Don't let relationships in which are going to compromise you. Your life is too important to compromise through relationships. So for this to be such a powerful thing, it needed the Holy Ghost. See, often we include the Holy Spirit without being irreverent. We include Him for things like vision and calling and ministry and prayer and believing God. But we tend to make our decisions on our relationships casually. Oh, we like the same music. Oh, we like the same football team. Well, today I want to sort of go there a little bit. Is that okay? I want to sort of go into the realm of friendships and partnerships and influence because every relationship revolves around influence. Who is influencing who? Who is strengthening the other in areas of life? There's all sorts of friendships, all sorts of partnerships. They all involve some degree of time and openness and, and um, you give, you receive. There's marriage and family partnerships. Next Sunday, I'm going to be dealing with marriage and family and sex. It's going to be a good one. Because there's nothing like family connection. There's other partnerships. There's church partnerships where you partner in a congregation can be life and death for you. If you are where God wants you to be. I learned this a long time ago. I will not sow seed into bad ground. I will not do it. Because that's not just my seed, it's God's seed. That's in every area of life. I'm not just talking financial, I'm talking about where you invest yourself. I heard somebody say, and it was a sad thing, he was part of a church, and I'm, you, you know me, I am not critical of, of the body of Christ. I love the body of Christ. But somebody said this, they said, you know what? I won't tell my church that I've been diagnosed with cancer because they don't believe that it's always God's will to heal. And I thought, how sad to be in a place, the place where you want to be prayed for and prayed with, but I don't want somebody saying, oh God, if it's your will to take him, I don't want that prayed over me. Are you with me? And when someone's going through it, oh God, perhaps you've given him this to teach him something. No, that's not. He, he's given us the Holy Ghost to teach us everything. Yes. Now we learn in every situation, but God's not giving sin, destruction, death or deception to teach the body of Christ. So where you partner is vitally important. Church partnerships is vital. You are in a place where you are here in Citygate where you've partnered with people who will stand with you. We will believe with you. Your marriage is going through it. We will believe God for restoration. We will stand for that. 
You're going through it financially, we will believe God for breakthrough. You're going through it emotionally, we will believe God for wholeness. We're, we're gonna stand with you. We'll fight with you. We'll all put the shield of faith up and quench fiery darts around your life. You're not left on your own. We are here to stand with you. Partnerships are vital. Vital, vital, vital. There's, what other partnerships are there? Work partnerships. Now, some people are employed. Some people are self-employed. Some people are employers. Some people are in a business partnership. These are vitally important relationships. Vitally important. Who you yoke yourself with. Can I put it like that? I'm going to go to that scripture. Do not be unequally yoked. We always think about marriage when it comes out, which is absolutely a vital part of it. A believer should not be marrying someone who's not a believer as a choice. Now we may end up there because one becomes a Christian and one doesn't or whatever. That's a different thing. But what you choose to be yoked to. Hello? We're going to go there today. Is that okay? Okay. There's friendship partnerships where we're just friends and who we hang out with. And then there's, and then there's the relationships like pastor or, you know, small group leader and member. There's, there's those sorts of relationships and they can cause a lot of confusion because, because you want to be close, but you, it's really hard to be friends with people you lead. Or an employer, really hard to be friends with your employees because there's got to be some boundaries. There's got to be some honour. There's got to be some boundaries. And, you know, people get close and then they overstep boundaries. And when you overstep the boundary, it's very difficult to receive from the anointing. Hello? I'm just throwing that one out there. So all these have a direct impact on our lives for good or for bad. Amazing, I said, this is the chief of the captains, we are yours, David. When you enter into a relationship, you are giving yourself into that relationship. You are giving yourself to some degree. You are giving yourself. Our lives can get very messed up when we give ourselves to people outside of God's will. We could close it there, really. <laughs> and we could think, okay, wow, this is, this is important. You see, if God can anoint it, he can bless it. See, do you remember the Holy Spirit came upon Amaziah? If God can anoint it, then he can, his hand's upon it and it can be blessed. But if God cannot anoint it, then how many of you know he can't bless it? God's got a lot to say about this. In his word. 1 Corinthians 15, do not be deceived. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 33 and 34, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. This, you know, don't be deceived by this. See, see, Christians can have all their own opinions about things, but we gotta know what God's word says. And because we're in a time where people have their own opinions, they have their own, oh, let's change the word of God. Let's throw that bit away shall we? Ah, oh, yeah, well, Jesus didn't really talk about this. No, but the whole Word of God does. 
What about sexuality? Well, it's not about what we think. It's about what does God's word say about it? It's very clear about some of these things. What about lying? Well, it doesn't really matter. You see, opinions can be all over the place. We need to go to the word of God. What does the word say? Because if we go with what we think and it's, and it's not what the word of God says, that's really deception. So do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Therefore, he's saying, wake up to who you are in Christ. Wake up to your identity. We heard earlier about somebody saying, it's about my identity. I found out who I am in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, you don't want to give that away. You want to protect that. Awake to who you are in Christ. Don't sin for some do not have the knowledge of God. I am thrilled we live in a time when the us and them has sort of gone out of the church. That's the world. That's a sinful, dark place. And oh, y- y- Yes, it is, but we've got to be a light in the darkness. And we've got to be friends, and we've got to be in strong relationships with people who are unchurched because they're not going to get saved by some glory cloud you know, falling on them in, in Bromley High Street. <laughs> now, when revival comes, wonderful, but we don't wait for revival We do the work on a daily basis to lead people to Christ. How do we do that? How do we go out and stand on the street and bash them with the Bible? Do we stand up in work on Monday morning and go, thus saith the Lord? No, we don't. We are normal people who display love and grace and forgiveness. And we're not the people who are dividing the world. We're trying to bring people together. We're we're, we're salt and light in the world today. We are examples of Jesus And that's how we lead people to Jesus Christ is by example. In fact, the last part of this year, we're going to be dealing with how to introduce people to Jesus. And it's going to be very practical. How to give your testimony. How to pray with somebody who's unchurched. How to be, you know, in the world and not of the world. And how to see people come to Christ, which has got to be the highest priority on a daily basis. Amen. What is, here we go, I quoted it earlier. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 18. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has those who know God with those who don't know God? That's really what it says. Light and darkness, Christ and the devil. What part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? I mean, this, this couldn't be more straightforward. It's saying where you partner is really important. Don't compromise your partnerships. And God says, I will dwell in them. I'll walk among them. You see, God is with his people. God is everywhere, but God dwells in us. We must not compromise that. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. 
says the Lord, don't touch that which is unclean and I will receive you. I'll be a father to you. You should be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now, you know, perhaps people have taken that and they've gone into exclusivity. So they've literally come out out. I mean, I know there were times when people would only go to a Christian doctor and only go to a Christian dentist and only go to a Christian school and only go to a Christian shop. And it's like, come on, get a life. We need to be, come on, get out there. Get out there. It's not about some cotton wool environment. Now, if your doctor's a believer, praise God for that. And you can agree they can do what's practical and what's spiritual. Fantastic. But hey, come on, we're in this world and we don't isolate ourselves and become exclusive. You know, there's one, there's one church I heard of, they had their own sewage system in the church building because they didn't want to come out from the unclean. Fact. Fact. It's like, I think we've missed the point somewhere. This is not about what you are around, oh, the devil might get on me. No, come on. We walk in authority and in power and in glory. Jesus went anywhere and he was the center of attention and he was there as the love of God and the power of God. He went places the religious lot said, how dare you go into that sinner's house? And he said, I didn't come for the, you know, for the, the well, I came for the sick. But there were only certain things that he gave himself to entrusted himself to. So I want to talk today very practically about the spaces in our lives. The spaces in our lives. What is the first space? The first space is our God space. One, first one. You've let the cat out the bag. There it is. You didn't see the second one. God space. There is the God space in our lives. And who lives there? God. Can anybody else live there? No. Well, yes, but should they? No. The God space in our lives. We are all created to know God. Until you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, God is not in your God space. You are dead in trespasses and sins. Can I, is that okay to say it really? You see, Christianity is not, I became a better person. No. Christianity is the old man died and a new man was born again. There was a transformation. It's not, it's not turning over a new leaf. It's not becoming a better person. It's not, no, it's the old dead heart is removed. Jesus died for us. He died for the ungodly. Before we know God, we are ungodly. We are sinners. We are dead in trespasses and sins. This is why we needed a saviour. We didn't just need a prophet. We didn't just need a healer. We didn't just need a, uh, you know, we needed a saviour. A saviour and Jesus is saviour. And when you give your life to God, God comes into your God space. The space that is only for God. <laughs> That's the place where we worship. Do you remember we talked about we worship God in spirit and in truth? That's the place of worship in our lives. That's where we worship. That's the only thing. God's not a thing, but that's the only thing we worship. If God's not in your God space, perhaps you have somebody else in there. Perhaps you have something else in there. We could call it an idol. Anything can be an idol. 
God said, have no idols before me. God's space. I could say a lot about that, but I want to get into the practical side of our friendships. What's the next space? Exclusive space. Now, I, I thought, what else, what other word can I use? But I thought, no, exclusive. That is exclusive. It is the place that only your spouse occupies. Husband or wife. That's the exclusive space. There is a, and that's by covenant. That's by covenant. It's a covenant decision for life. It's a lifelong promise. It's not just a lifelong experiment. It's a no, I'm, I've got this exclusive space. Now, I, after I became, a, you know, before I became a Christian, I tried to get lots of people into that space. <laughs> Nobody wanted to come in. I'm not saying I asked people to marry me. I didn't, but I didn't even have a girlfriend. I mean, please. Nobody wanted. But I thank God, because if you get, if you get somebody into that exclusive space that shouldn't be there, you're looking for a world of hurt. A world of hurt. Ah, oh, but Pastor Jay, I love him. <laughs> and? Ah, oh, but Pastor Jay, <laughs> bought me a ring. <laughs> it's not called ring space. It's called exclusive space. Exclusive space. I could put a name in there and it's Sharon for me. Beautiful. And we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> What's the third space? Intimate space. Intimate space. Now there's an intimacy that is exclusively in the exclusive space. But these are just words. Intimate space. Now this, I'm going to start to put some amounts of people to this. Not as a law, but just to help us think. Yeah? So we just get an idea of what I'm talking about. That's three people. That's three people. That's like King David. He had his three guys. They'd do anything for him. They broke through the enemy lines to get him a drink of water. That's the Peter, James, and John around Jesus. Come and pray with me in my most crucial hour of need. Now, they got it wrong, but they were invited. Place of invitation. But it's not just, hey, will you be my bestie? Will you be my friend? No, this is not someone that you go, you know what, you're on the outside, you're right out there in the crowd, I don't know who you are, but will you be one of my three? No, this is something that grows, develops over time. This doesn't take five minutes, probably doesn't even take five years. We're talking this is something that grows. It's not a lifelong promise. One year they're, oh, we're going to be friends forever. No, but it's a lifelong expectation. You with me? Because they're, I mean, they're there. We trust one another. You know what? I can say anything to you because I don't have to impress you. There, there. I don't have to impress you. I don't have to prove myself to you. All that's happened before you ever get into the intimate space. 
We've got to the place where, you know what? You can tell me anything, I can tell you anything. I can share. You see, people want people to be vulnerable and open with everybody. Don't you dare be open and vulnerable with everybody. You'll get trampled. But you need to be open and vulnerable there. Somebody needs to be able to talk to you. Intimate space. Openness. It it takes time. It's people we've had deep experiences with. We've walked through the fire together. We've walked through the floods together. We've prayed for one another when nobody else knows what's going on and we've pulled you out and you've pulled me out. We're in this. It has to do with words like sacrifice. Sacrifice. Who's that person you know and you don't feel in any way guilty to phone them up and say, listen, this is my situation. Some people say, oh no, I can't ask them. And oh no, I don't want to put them out. They're not in the three. You know that there's the, I'm there tomorrow. I'm there, I'm there now. It's that relationship that is powerful. It has to do with loyalty. Loyalty. I heard somebody preach back in 1993 on the salt of the covenant is Loyalty. Something that people, I think, often don't understand and don't know about now. You are loyal to somebody. You're loyal. You're there. Ah, but they got it wrong. Doesn't matter. You're loyal. You're with them. Doesn't mean to say you condone and you... No, but you're there. This is about relationship. We're in this. We're loyal. We're committed. We're, We're there. What's the next space? The next space is our... Personal space. I'm going to put a number on this, 12. There was a great scripture. I haven't got all my Bible verses for this today, but the Bible says Jesus went out and prayed all night long. And then he came back and he appointed those who would be with him. Wow. And be apostles. See, people think, oh, I just appointed apostles. No, this was a prayer thing. Who's going to be close into me? Who's going to be around my life? Now, he's talking as the leader and they were the followers. But this, this is in other areas of life as well. This is our relationship. This has to do with support. This has to do with people who can challenge your life. People who are close up. It is people we are more vulnerable with than people who are further out. There has to be chemistry and character here. Chemistry and character. We've got to get on. We've got to get on. You know, it can't be hard work here in the 12. Are you with me today? I'm just being really blunt. Is this okay? Just being really sort of, guys, because people have got people in the 12 who should never be there. Heaven forbid you got people in the three, and dear God, I hope not in that exclusive space. Thank God for redemption. And God can come in and turn things around. But this, the 12 has to do with chemistry and character. I'm not going to have people around my life who, who are going to compromise me and, I, and I'm going to have to put up a, sh- a shield of faith and a guard on my eyes when I'm around them. Hello? I, be, I, want the, I don't want to be on, on the defensive when I'm around my 12. You with me? I don't want to be, okay, I'm going to use my faith because I'm going to see that person. No, I want to be there. Hey, let's hang out and not have, you know, the, oh, oh, quick, I've got to deal with that fiery dark. Or with that 
you know, comment, hey, let's go and do this. And I have to think, no, that will compromise me. I don't want compromise in my personal space. Or to battle with it. I don't want to do it. Young people, please listen to me. This is so important, who's in your personal space. This is by invitation. Now, I'm not saying you go out to somebody, hey, would you like to be one of my 12? But it's, it's your choice who you allow in. It's invitation, chemistry and character. Now, this can be your father and son relationships. As a pastor to people around me close up, that's a father and something. That, that can be a 12 thing. Are you with me? Small group leader and somebody else, perhaps a coach, perhaps a mentor. This can include absolutely work. Um, what's the word? Um, you know, your colleagues, well, yeah, no, not just colleagues, partnerships. Work partnerships. When you're a partner in ministry, sorry, partner in business together. Now, I would suggest that if you're going to get that much in business with somebody, you want to know that they're a believer. Okay, that's what I would suggest, but hey, I'm not going to, this is not about law, make your own decisions, but I would suggest if you're going to make everything available, they can make or break. I know a Christian, a part of our family, extended family, um, who is a believer, very successful in business, very successful, lived in one of the houses in our area and had a great business and had that business for 20, 30 years or whatever it was. He brought in a business partner and within two or three years, he lost everything and the other guy took everything. Yet he trusted him. So I know the story. Lost everything, went to live in a caravan on the south coast. Wow. Struggled for the rest of their lives, actually. See, this has to do with, you need to be careful in this area. What's the next space? Is our social space. Social space. I'm going to put a number on that, 72. Some of you are spiritual and you'd be able to know there was Peter, James and John, the 12 disciples, then the 72. Yeah? Uh, now again, this is not, I'm just trying to create some thoughts here. It's still not everybody. Your social space, this has to do with your community, your sense of connection. You have shared experiences to a degree. It's not the personal space. It's not the intimate space, but it's social space. I, I can hang out with these people. This is certainly include people in your workplace. This certainly includes people in your world, your neighbours, your whatever. It's, it's a social space, but it's not a personal space. And it's not an intimate space. There, there obviously will be some kind of chemistry there. We all like the same music. We all support the same football team. We all go to the same church. Whatever it is. Some of it can be spiritual. Some of it can be very practical, fun. And then there's the last one, which I don't know if it should really have a ring around it or not, but it's the public space. It's, every, it's your 500 people on Facebook. Everybody you know. You see, some people give as much access and influence into your life from the public space that you should never give them access. They don't tell you who you are. They don't tell you what you should be doing. They don't, I don't even care if they like it 
or whether they don't like it because they are in my public space. The people I care about if they like it or not is in my exclusive, my God space, my exclusive space, my intimate space and to some degree in my personal space. But even in my personal space, I need to know who I am. Are you with me today? You see, you need these, these, these things around your life because if you start giving the same amount of access, so this is why people are really committing suicide. This is why, because people in your public space are telling you their opinion and you're trying to please them. Or you're trying to please the social space. You know what? That does not really come down to values. That does not really come down to gifts and calling. That's just people. This comes down to values. These three areas, are. there are individuals there because of values. 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 You getting anything out of this today? I need to close. John chapter 2. Jesus said this, now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name because they saw the signs and the wonders. Was that crowd space? Yeah, absolutely. Some of it was probably public space. But he did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and he had no need that anybody should tell him who he is and what he should be doing, and how he should act. He had no need for anybody because he knew what was in man. Doesn't mean to say that there was no relationship, but there was no influence. Are you with me? One version says this, but Jesus did not entrust his life to them. He knew them inside out. He knew how untrustworthy they were. He didn't need any help in seeing right through them. Wow. There are three sorts of friendships. There's friendships of, of, of virtue. This has to do with partnership and agreement. Your three and your 12 are all about your values. Are all about your values. And of course, the exclusive place, uh, space, I should put that first, but that's a foregone, we're, and we're dealing with that next week. That exclusive place has to do with shared values. I'm not talking about, I love them. Shared goals, shared values. Not just about environment or fun or we like doing the same thing. It's not just about chemistry. It's about values. Not just human values, but kingdom values. Up at they're a really kind person. It's got nothing to do with it. The Word of God is more than just someone being a kind person. Is, is, is this making sense today? What's going to happen when you, you, know, you want to tithe, which is the right thing to do, and that person in the exclusive space says, no, we can't afford to? They've got different values. Hello? What are you going to do when it's like, you know, how are we going to raise our kids and one says, well, you know what? You know, church isn't as important as sports. Now there's, you know, we live in a sport world and if people go into that, fantastic. But we've got to work this through. How does it work with the kingdom? Yeah. Amen. We need Christian sports people. Are you with me? But not to the, not to the compromise of the kingdom of God. 
So these things are bad, and I know they're a challenge, but at least when you've got someone in that exclusive space and in that three that have shared values, you're working towards an outcome. You're working towards an answer because you're both working for the same thing. You're working towards the same goals. These are values are so important. This is the place, this partnership of, of, of our values, which is your three and your 12. It's a place where you move mountains. See, agreement is not just me coming up to you. And I know there's a realm of this. Let's agree in prayer in Jesus' name. No, it's about being in agreement. I can agree and we can agree with anybody, but this is one putting 1,000 to flight, two putting 10,000 to flight. This is where we're partnered together. It's a place of agreement. It's a friendship of virtue. What's the next friendship? Friendships of utility. Utility, what does that mean? Work. You are in a friendship and a relationship because you are working together towards something. It's work. This can be your 12, but it's more the 72 in the crowd. And this has to do with Christians being a light. There are right ways of doing things. Christians facing compromise all the time in the world today, cutting corners, doing it the wrong way. Well, no, come on guys, we need to be light in the darkness. Light in the darkness. There's a right way of doing things. Light Christians do not compromise what they do. You know what? We can cut corners on our tax. Be good for the company. No, light Christians don't do that. This is not law. This is just the right way to do things. So, hello? We don't lie in order to get a better outcome. No, we're light. This is not law. You see, I don't want people in my three and my 12 who will tell me to, to fiddle paperwork. Or to get around it. I'm just saying. It's all gone very quiet here. Either we're all under conviction or we're all very bored. I hope there's a third option. <laughs> and finally, there's friendships of um, pleasure, fun, hobbies, life experiences. Just like in the friendships of work, we need to be light. In friendships of pleasure, we need to be salt. Salt. This is friendships where we hang out and we do fun stuff together. Now, of course, we do that in the three and the 12, but this, this is more the 72 in the crowd. We hang out, we do fun stuff, but I'm going to be an influence to you and you're not going to be an influence to me. I'm going to make sure that my life is salt and gets into your experience and not the other way around. This is where we love people, but we have grace for their behavior. Pastor Jay, you went and hang out with those people, but they're sinners. Yeah, I went to Salt. And I had great fun. I had great fun. I went to someone's, I've told this story so many times, but I went to someone's um, stag do once. And you will laugh because it's like shock horror. Now, I will preempt this with saying I was a strong believer. All right. I hadn't been saved long, but I got grounded on the Word of God and I was praying in the Holy Ghost and I knew I was salt and light and I was preaching to everything I could. 
literally the the day after I got saved, actually the day after that, because you know the next night after I got saved, I went to a new Christians group. The next night after that, I went back down the pub where I used to go, one of the pubs I used to go, and I stood on the table and told the pub about Jesus. So that's my sort of <laughs> salvation, all right? I'm not recommending you do that. But I was doing everything I could to lead people to Jesus. And, um, and I was invited to a, um, a stag do, and I went, and I thought we were just going to the pub, and I went to the pub, and I'm not going to talk about alcohol, should you, shouldn't you. Can I just say, just don't compromise. Just don't compromise. If you can have one without compromising, fantastic. If you can't, don't. It's really, it's not about don't touch alcohol. Jesus drank alcohol, but he was salt and light everywhere he went. Amen. Amen. Quite simple, really. <coughs> Excuse me. So I went, <coughs> I went to the pub, didn't know anybody there apart from the, well, I, I knew a handful of people, but not, there's a lot of people there. And I just thought we'd be in the pub and I had my Coca-Cola and that was it. And, da, 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 da. and then, um, and then they said, right, off to the next one. And I thought, okay, we're going down the road, are we? So we went down the road to the strip club. Down the road. <gasps> well, Pastor Jay, Pastor Jay, Pastor Jay, did the devil get on you? No, I got on him. I got on him. I thought, right, salt and light. Here we go. In we went. Never been in one in my life. Before I got saved, that was not my environment um, at all. Never been to one in my life. I thought, this would be interesting, wouldn't it? So anyway, so in I went. And um, it was like a pub, but they had this entertainment section. And so the lights went down. I thought, oh, it's about to start. Time to leave. Time to leave. So I just left my drink up on the side and I went out to the front door and I talked to the bouncers. And I just talked about life and, hey, I'm just having a breath of fresh air. Didn't start shouting sinner and all the rest of it. I was just there and just having a chat with the bouncers. And then when I heard them all clap and cheer, I thought, well, it's obviously something's coming to an end here. Um, and so then it all died down. The lights went back on. So I went back inside, picked up my Coke and carried on my evening. That happened a couple of times and they were drinking more and more. So my time of influence had left. But before I left, I gave the gospel to a handful of people. One came to church the week after, got saved, and within two weeks, the guy had died. Thank God I went that night. Thank God I didn't compromise. Thank God. Thank God that that night I was salt and light. You see, you've got to know your boundaries and yet not compromise. And I'm not encouraging people, please. I would say now, if I had a, you know, a new Christian come to me and say, can I go to Australia? I'd, I'd sort of say, no, probably best you don't go. Yeah? See, I'm not giving a license to stuff here. But what I will say is there are, there's the God space, exclusive space, intimate space, personal space, public space, crowd space. And it's all by your choice. Where's the Holy Spirit come upon your life and you said, we are yours, David? You do that when you come to a church. You submit into the church. Absolutely, you do. That's just part of, this is not just a Sunday thing. This is a, no, come on, we're submitted to a vision and the Bible says, obey your leaders. There's all that sort of stuff. Not from a place of law, it's a place of giving and receiving. Amen. It's just what it is. You still make all your own life decisions. You can do whatever you want to do, but there's a giving into a situation. Let's all stand to our feet, shall we, today? I don't know overly what God wants to really do.
with that in each of our lives. I just believe these things are vital. It's not just about, ah, I can succeed in life if I hook around the right people. This is not just a what can I get out of life. This is a what can I give. Shall we pray, Father God, we thank you today that you fill our God space. Lord, all the other spaces will make sense if you fill our God space. And right now we make sure again that you and you alone are in our God space. Father, right now we pray for your influence in all the other spaces in our lives, that you lead us and guide us. Lord, if there are people with different values in other areas of our of our intimate social sort of space, personal space. Lord, we pray for real wisdom there. Lord, we know some people should be there that don't know you. That's fine. But Father, we pray that we would be the influence, that we would be the salt and the light. Lord, that our lives would not be compromised, but we would lift others up in Jesus' name. Right now with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and you do not have God in that God space, quite clearly, it's time to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. It's something you do. Christianity is not just a belief. It's, a, it's far more than that. It's Jesus, I give you my life. I yield, I give everything to you. I give you my past, my present, my future. Eternal life is only in the name of Jesus. Salvation is only in the person of Jesus Christ. If you know that God is not in your God space right now, I'm not just talking about five minutes a day or a thought for the day or some, some influence of a positive meme. I'm talking about you love God with all your heart, your soul and your strength. You've said, Jesus, have my life. You died for me. And I give my life to you. If you're here today and you need to make that decision today or you need to recommit today that God is in your God space, I'm going to ask you to do something really simple and really clear right now. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please. Say, God, come into my God space. God bless you. Anybody else here today? Come on, wave your hand. God bless you. Anybody else here today? Come on, make the decision of an eternity. God, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Saviour. Is there anybody else here today? Come on, there's people responding. Anybody else? Please don't leave this place without God in your God space. It's an invitation and God will literally come into your life. God bless you, mate. Well done. Anybody else here today? Fantastic. These are decisions that settle your eternity once and for all. Is there anybody else here today? Let's all pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You've demonstrated your love by sending Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I give you my life. And by the help of your grace and your power, I'll never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise today, shall we?